Hi, welcome to Google Am I Dying, the podcast all about Google search histories in your everyday life. I'm Chloe. And I'm Rachel. And every week we take a look at each other's silly, ridiculous, daft, outrageous, uh, stupid waste of time Google searches and judge each other and give each other points. The point system is fairly arbitrary, but whoever does get the most points at the end does technically win. Let's dive in. Good morning. No, it's not morning. <laughs> Good morning. Wow. Good, Good start. evening, Rachel. I'm off to a great start. I know. Bloody hell. You're right there, love. <laughs> it's been one of those weeks. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we're nearing the end, though. <sighs> Thursday. Yes. Finally. Every day is the same. I don't even know. But um, I, I, I know, at least I know it's the evening. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing better than me. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> How? So... Good evening. How are you? I'm doing okay. Little Draco has just gone into his crate. He was making some noises earlier. So if you do hear his little voice, don't be worried. He just wants more liver treats. I see. Uh, I see. But yeah, otherwise, just trying to skate through life. Almost had a panic attack the last 72 hours. So uh, that's where we are. I love those days. Yes. What the ones that are just constantly threatening to happen and you're like, oh. Yeah. And yeah. against literally all medical advice, I have some iced coffee next to me that I'm drinking. Oh, God. <laughs> so you'll hear some clinking, but I don't care because that's where we're at. This is where we're at. Okay. Hey, you want to go easy on that, though, because I've definitely had too many coffees in a day and... I yeah, it's enough to trigger anxiety for me. Even if I'm having a good day, I'm like, oh my god, my yeah. knees are too low down my leg today. Why? Um, <laughs> it's always something ridiculous to me. I get I get like, on anxious days. I feel like the floor is really far away, and it's really disconcerting. Mm, that's um, interesting. Yes, it's it's rubbish. That's what it is. <laughs> I don't know if I think it's it's just fascinating to me how anxiety manifests in every person because it's so different. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's awful, isn't it? Yeah. It's not fun. Um, but, yeah. But maybe go easy on that iced coffee. Maybe. Just I'll just sip limit. it. Just for the taste, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It is so much nicer iced, actually. I yeah. really back the iced coffee. Thank you. Very good. How are you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm all right. I am back in Wales. <laughs> because... Hey. Yeah, I mean, I know I saw you at the weekend, but uh, yeah, I was very miserable. I was like, I just feel like I've left Wales too early and like there's nothing in London because I don't have a job and I'm miserable. So I uh, just got the train back. So here we are. And Fully it's nice. that. Oh, I wish I, I, I'm close to boarding a train and coming to see you. My goodness. I'm so over London. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, I don't know. I, I love London, don't get me wrong. And it was so nice seeing you in Hyde Park. Like oh, Hyde it was Park's so amazing. nice, wasn't it? We even got caught in the rain. It was typical. Oh, I know, and I quite enjoyed it. Summer day out. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt like we were in this, uh, like, I don't know, like, oh, let's just dance in the rain. Yeah. Because I, I had my own brother, and I was like, no, I don't need this. This is amazing. <laughs> and I got on the train, and I was actually like, ah, it's quite soggy now. Actually, <laughs> yeah. We were really living for it. Because it had been, the sun was just setting. The day would been yeah. scorching. It was really lovely. We got ice creams, or I got an ice cream, uh, yeah. and then all of a sudden it was downpouring, like harder rain than you would picture for London. And yeah, I didn't expect it. We at were all. like jumping from tree to tree to try to get out. Of that park. Oh yeah! Oh, and do you remember those guys who were like furiously making out under a tree, <laughs> yeah. living their best I Hollywood moment, so like oh, jealous. kissing in the like, rain. <laughs> I want to be kissing my boyfriend under a tree. What the fuck? <laughs> I know. It looked, um, yeah, it looked really uh, romantic. It was like that Thank scene you. from The Notebook, you know, when it's pissing it down. If I did that, it would just be like, I reckon Ian would push me off. Like, what are you doing? It's raining. We need to get in the shelter. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, right, ruined, ruined. I was having a Hollywood moment, Ian. Um, but yeah, no, so back in Wales, all good. Had a job interview because it's fucking endless and no one wants to employ me. Um, so yeah, that's that's where we're at. But I don't care. I've got my dog. Yeah. I've got my yeah. It's all right. I'm working in my friend's cafe tomorrow as well. Oh. Yeah. She owns a cafe, so she was like, "Do you want to come help out?" Also, not for money. I might add. I'm just getting paid in coffee and cake, which yeah, 
I'm here for it. How incredible is it that your friend owns a cafe? That is like on my list of dream jobs that I owned like a cafe or a tea room or something. Exactly, I'd love that. Like but she hates Fleabag. it. She wants to sell it. Did you ever watch yes. Fleabag? Yeah, of oh, course. Mate, of course. I want a guinea pig themed cafe. Oh yeah. Oh, I really want to watch that again actually. Oh me but, too. But um Yeah, so I'm helping her out tomorrow, so that's quite nice. But uh yeah, we're all good and nah, just nah. Just you know? nah. Just, well shall we shall we get to this game, see if we can cheer ourselves up? <laughs> yeah, do it, do it. Let's let's play. All right. Do you want to go first this week? Yeah, go on then, actually. Um, yeah, because I want to know whether this is something that you actually think uh, has happened to you. Mm. Um, so your first Google I want to ask you about. Can you be reborn in the mm. past? What a question. Oh, that could take hours to unpack. Um, well, you've got an allotted uh, about 15 minutes for <laughs> Google. So. <laughs> Right. Actually, that's not right because there's six of them. My math. Eight, eight to ten minutes. I don't know. We, we, okay, just side note. We seem to get to and around an hour naturally each week. I don't think we ever sit there looking at the clock and like, oh, i got to move to the next one. So I feel like I've that's jinxed true, it. I think. Yeah, I reckon this, <laughs> this week, week there'll be so be much content. <laughs> oh, yeah. But anyway, okay, so. Keep it brief. I reckon I do believe in reincarnation. Um, okay. I don't know in what context, uh, because when I was younger, like really young and like first learned that reincarnation was something that some people do believe in, like at school and stuff, um, I hmm. got into the idea. I thought that was quite cool. I was never raised in any sort of religion, so like I didn't have any bias towards one thing or the other. Um mm-hmm. And I got it in my head that I was reborn from Hatshepsut, the Egyptian pharaoh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, and so, based on what exactly? Based on, I think I was set like oh, I was probably eight, and I saw a photo of her as a mummy, and she had this beautiful long curly henned hair that was still preserved in her like photo, and I was like. That's beautiful hair. I reckon I was her. <laughs> okay. Yeah. See, we're going down a really weird one here, Rachel. But anyway, so that was me at seven, right? And then since then, yeah. my belief in reincarnation has adjusted. And I'm a little bit more like, I just reckon that energy can't go nowhere when you die, right? It goes mm. somewhere. And... I got very into Buddhism in the last few years and yeah. that is all about cyclical existence where you are reborn into actual like uh, people or animals or hell beings and all kinds of like mythical creatures as well. So, you know, take it for what it is. But yeah, I just, I feel like I don't believe in this sort of like you're reborn based on how you did in this life necessarily, uh, the way an yeah, organized like religion that. would would say. But I just think like you, your energy is going to end up being reused in something. It could be a table for all I know, but like in something I mean, when you die, right? So what in the sense that like your body rots, goes into the ground, gets drink, get eaten by a tree, tree becomes desk sort of way or more. Hmm. I mean, I'm I'm thinking from a very that's in a very like literal level yeah but yeah, it I, is actually. I reckon like the consciousness that we have oh is will like float out and rejoin the universal consciousness or something and i was like oh i don't want to be reborn on earth this is terrible <laughs> yeah this is not much fun is it so i was I, like I mean, can i be reborn on another planet as like just a ball of light or something next time that'd be great and then i was like oh or even better can i be reborn in the past and like yeah that'd be awesome be a druid or be like a renaissance french lady or something <laughs> something is, fun. is that where you'd go back to is that where you'd go back to yeah. you know, everybody's got their like yeah their era that they would have been around for if they i could think have. like medieval renaissance times 
I've always thought were really cool. And, like, I know that you die pretty much instantly if you get, like, a paper cut because of infection and stuff. And it was, yeah, like, was a great say. time. But I still would like to experience it. Yeah, because life expectancy back then wasn't very good, was it? No. So you'd, you'd want to go back, live it properly, live it fun, live it full, eat a couple yeah. of... What, what, I mean, what did they do in Renaissance times, medieval times? Hmm. I, I, I guess in cartoons and stuff, you just see them eating a lot of, like, full roast chickens around the long <laughs> table. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, just, like, roast dinner. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, the, just banquets all the time. Is that all they do? Like, eat. <laughs> I mean, actually, they probably would have hunted primarily. Like, so you'd have, like, deer and stuff. Okay. Rabbits and pheasants and things. Hey, you'd have to leave your vegetarianism at the door as well, though. Ah, uh, that's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't think you thought this mm. through. <laughs> no. Well, there's nothing to say I couldn't be a vegetarian at those times. I just probably would be very malnourished. Exactly. Hey, yeah. I'm malnourished now, so it's really not. Different. Are you? Oh, I. Yeah, yeah I get. I'm a vegetarian, but that just means that I don't eat meat. It doesn't mean I substitute protein or vitamins or anything yeah. back into my diet. <laughs> it just means I, I eat my cheese and bread. <laughs> oh my God, I can't stop eating cheese at the minute. I'm like, I think dairy affects my tummy. And then I'm like, ooh, I'll have a salad, but I need some sort of some, something to go on that's cheese. Mm. Like every time. I've got to stop. I've got to stop. So... Okay, so it was more of a, this wasn't like a, I mean, I guess you couldn't prove this even if this was possible. So mm. this is more of a, has have other people thought about it? Sort of Google, is it? It was more, yeah. I wanted the opinion of other people who are like into this stuff to see if like, because it, it also is combined with my fascination on time and quantum physics and the theory of time. Yeah. And the fact that we in our current lives only experience time in a linear fashion going into what we call the future. Yeah. But there's all this stuff that is the past. And when you, this is going to, this is way too much for this podcast, maybe another episode, but like, <laughs> try really hard to do this in like 30 seconds. But like, if you were to put time on a grid and it's not a grid because it's this big circular wibbly wobbly thing, but if you imagine it like a grid, yeah. um, you technically, mathematically, can go both forward and backwards and sideways in time equally. And the sideways is distance, and the forward and backwards is, like, how we perceive frames of time. If you were looking at, like, you were watching a movie, sort of minute one to minute two is our perception of time. But distance and speed between two points on that grid actually determine the direction that you're going so you could like skew it this is making no sense to people without a graphic but anyway essentially if i move in a, in one direction and an alien on a huge a far planet like many many light years away moves in a different direction we actually move in different times to each other so i become in his future or in his past depending on the direction i'm traveling Oh, God, I feel like none of this is going to make any sense. Well, but I swear what? to God, basically, long and short of it, is quantum physicists have proved that time is actually basically like a construct that isn't actually linear. So you could theoretically exist both in the past, present, and future at the same time, depending on your situation in space-time. So I feel like you could be born in the past just as much as you could be born in the future because... It's not actually linear like we perceive it. Oh, my God. I don't know if that made any sense. <laughs> I mean, um, to be honest with you, right, I struggle and get very confused when I'm watching the Back to the Future trilogy, right? So, and that's quite simple. I get confused <laughs> by that and lost by that. Add to that a cast change because Jennifer changes in film two. And I was very confused as a kid. <laughs> So what you've just said to me sounded like so it sounded like that coming out of my own mouth too because I'm not a quantum physicist but yeah, there's, there's a, a reason there's a, I didn't do there's science. a YouTube video I would urge people to go watch which will explain what I was trying to say with really nice graphics if you google like quantum physics alien on a bike I think it will come up Chloe I need you to answer this truthfully 
Are you yeah. high? Are you high? <laughs> Are you high? No, bit... I'm just in the middle of a 72-hour panic attack and I'm drinking coffee. <laughs> okay. Right, maybe you should get high then. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. That's oh, God. If only I had drugs. Oh, God. Right, well, I, I want to give you a point because, do you know what? I will watch this graphic and... Oh I want to think, I'd like to think about time differently because, you know, like you, anxiety, time, where is time going, blah, blah, blah. So it'd be nice to be able to think about time in a different way. So I'll give you a point for that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, boy, that was both heavy and confusing for our first one. So if yeah, anyone is still listening, I have a question Congrats. for you now. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Uh, you have looked up. The Conquering Hero Pub, South London. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, right. This is a very convoluted uh, explanation for this Google. So our, our postman, right, is really nice. He's super nice, in fact. We, he's been our postman for about, well, ever since we lived there. And Ian has made really good mates with him. And they talk every day and they're like busy mates. And then we had this whole awkward phase whereby... This is not completely related to the Google, but I just thought I'd tell you. Whereby it got too far into the friendship slash matiness to be able to ask the postman for his name. And he had a oh, name. No. Yeah, yeah, it was really awkward. And he had a name tag with just like S and then his surname. And I was like, I reckon he looks like a Sean. Ian was like, I don't know. I think he's a Steve. I think he's a Steve. <laughs> so we concocted this like weird, completely uh well created um what do you call it fabricated there you go my brain works uh fabricated scenario whereby instead of ian answering the door i would answer the door so i answered the door and he was like oh hi blah blah blah, blah. i was like yeah ian your man's here blah 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 and anyway he was like oh you must be ian's girlfriend i was like yes i'm rachel what's your name um mm. finally got his name it was steve ian was right anyway so this friendship has carried on so much so that he's invited us to go for a drink at the conquering what's it called again uh hang on i shut my phone Conquer oh this is where it's uh conquering hero pub oh, the conquering hero that's it conquering hero pub and i was like oh that's really nice but he said to ian he was like yeah i mean i'm sure you've heard of it because of you know the pig and what's ian the pig? exactly ian was like <laughs> yeah the, the pig um so he came in he was like rachel what's the conquering hero i was like um i don't know i'm not sure is it a pub he was like yeah but what what's the pig i was like what do you mean the pig is it the conquering hero or the conquering pig which is it um it was the conquering hero so i googled it and it turns out the owners have this pig like this actual pet pig and it's it just wanders around the pub and is really good mates <laughs> with everyone but they had to bar their own pig from the pub because it went around like scoffing and gobbling up people's pints. So that is hilarious. That's why I googled it. Long story short, um, it looks very nice and it's got a very nice beer garden, but oh. no pig because the pig's oh. been barred. So <laughs> bless. Yeah. So that's why I googled that. That was such a long story. I don't know why I told you all about Steve, our postman. He's lovely, though. He's very nice. It's important. That was a really good story. You so... sound so sarcastic. <laughs> that was a really good story. Tell it again, please. Oh, it's just my brain, Rachel. It's just my body and my brain and my personality today. We're just, we're just dealing with it. <laughs> I was just like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll tell it again. I've got time. I yeah, why don't you tell it again? Give my brain time to catch up. <laughs> Can't tell it again, Chloe. Remember, we've got an allotted time <laughs> slot. Can't um, where where in South London is it? Uh, it's in I don't know what you call this area. I think it's technically Norwood, Upper Norwood. Um, I don't know why I asked you because I don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, it's just South London, basically. It's like on the right. border of Streatham, I think, and like gypsy hill area so yeah it looks good <clears throat> it's got a good beer garden because i still don't feel comfortable drinking inside pubs currently i'll go outside mm. now like because we always sat outside cafes didn't we yeah um, that was nice yeah that feels fine but <clears throat> i'm not ready to go 
and chill inside pubs just now because people are dirty. Yeah, yeah. So. I don't think I ever will, to be honest. Well, ever we'll again. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to, but I don't think I'll ever feel comfortable. Well, you're not drinking at the moment anyway, so we could technically... Mm. But the thing is, like, in London, or the UK in general, we don't have this... You know, because in Spain and France and stuff, European countries, they very much have the cafe bar culture, so it's like... yeah. You can just have a coffee, can't you, at, like, 8pm, but I don't think they... I mean, could you get a coffee in the pub? Not a good Late. one. <laughs> nah, no, exactly. Even, I remember, like, at uni, I, I think I was trying to get a coffee, I don't know why, just so I could theoretically stay up in club late at night, I don't know, but I tried to get a coffee at, like, Weatherspoons <laughs> at 9pm, and they were like, are you joking? <laughs> they wouldn't no, no. serve me, so... I don't know. I feel like they have a cutoff time. Ah, see, that's weird because I find that quite limiting. Then because it's like, well, yeah. we're not gonna, we're not gonna go to like a restaurant just for a coffee drink, are we? So mm-hmm. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see whether you can get. A, I don't know. Well, you can get soft drink, I suppose, can't you? But yeah. it's different. I don't know. I don't know. I like a hot you can drink. Go for a in tonic and lime. Oh, but I do it like, a like a lime. Feels like a gin and tonic. Gin and tonic. Oh my god, Rachel! I can't speak. I, I give up. Like <laughs> well, don't. We've still got with our quota. We've only filled a quota. No, I'm joking. Um, you're all right. Just get, have, a, have a sip oh, of your okay, coffee. Okay. Have a sip of your coffee. Breathe. Right. <laughs> oh, um, I'm going to give you a point for that because even though you thought I was being sarcastic, that I thought it was a good story, I did think it was a good story. Oh, and thank you. I'm glad that you concocted a way to find out Steve's name. I Shout know. out to Steve. I hope yeah. he finds this podcast one day. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I also like the story about the pig. So a point for you. Thank you very much. Cheers. Well, now I know you enjoyed the story because if you've given me a point, then. <laughs> amazing right one all uh your next google that i want to ask you about is oh yeah what is the opposite of guilt because mm. i had a thought about this and i'm not sure really what yeah what are your findings? so um the internet told me that it would be innocent which i guess makes a lot of sense oh yeah because uh, if you're <laughs> if you're in court you're either guilty or innocent. Yeah, but that's but, very literal. I, I was thinking hmm. of it from a... I'm sure... Sorry, cut you off. Carry on. <laughs> no, no, no. But you were about to iterate what I was going to say this also, which is like, I was more looking for that feel of like, oh, I feel guilt about that. I feel guilty that I didn't do the dishes. I feel bad that I didn't do this. It's almost like shame, you know? Shame's twin brother guilt. Yeah. So I was looking for the opposite of that. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Uh, I it was the new moon yesterday, and oh. my friend and I have started doing new moon intentions, which is each new moon we set like a mantra for the month of like, okay, you know, I'm going to feel confident in my, I don't know, creative world this week or this month, and we just kind of you repeat that to yourself and you like big yourself up, and mm. it's always like instead of saying I want to let go of self-doubt you have to say I want to welcome in confidence I wanted to let go of like guilt of not getting stuff done but I couldn't Uh think of a positive like antonym for that so I still don't know so what do you think what would you call the opposite of that emotion emotion that's what I was trying to think of because like the way I've broken it down in my head this is the way my brain works very tiring place to be (laughs) so guilt right i'm thinking of dogs when they're guilty right and you know those faces that they pull when they're guilty and it's to me it's it's linked with like being bashful being embarrassed and Mm. being like a bit sheepish as well so what's the physical opposite that a dog would do to that and it's probably wagging their tail probably Mm. being quite proud and probably, I don't know, lying on their back and asking for a belly rub comfortably. So that, with that in mind, I think it's probably confidence mm. and uh, self-assurance is the same as confidence. But happiness and, yeah, self-assurance, actually, because I reckon it's just like being calm, isn't it? Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow, that, wow, I don't know, wow. <laughs> 
that was fucking up. I mean, no wonder I'm not getting offered jobs if that's how I answer questions in interviews. Rachel, what can you bring to this job? Well, if I were a dog, <laughs> I would. I like that. I thought that was really well argued. Do you reckon, thanks? I think a lot of emotions are over, like, <laughs> See, I don't even know the word I'm looking for, which is you're thinking about it too much. I'm thinking too much about the word for thinking too much. But um, yeah, like over cerebralized. That's not the word I mean. But you know what I mean. Like, um, and it actually, if you like think about what that emotion is actually manifesting in your body, yes. that's a better way of getting down to the bottom of it. Because guilt is kind of like in a in me anyway. You know. Oh, I should have done that thing that I didn't do it. And it just, that pit in your stomach and that just like, oh, feel a bit sick, feel a bit um, like down on myself and a bit hunched mm. over. Um, whereas the opposite of that emotion is like your shoulders are back, you're standing tall, you're yeah. feeling really strong. And like that again would be confident. So I think that's a good way to try to get to the bottom of it because it's not like uh, sort of mentally or like conceptually, Mm. the antonym but perhaps in your body that's really what it is no totally and I think body language is so important and it can do so much I don't know just even stupid things like posture can make you appear more confident and therefore you feel confident you know so I don't know little things like that I think they're more linked than we think but that's weird you should not feel guilt Actually, no, I think I'd feel guilt in that scenario too if I hadn't done the work that I was supposed to do. No, Mm. yeah. I don't know what I'd feel. Just fear. (laughs) Like the consequences. I think they're quite linked, to to be honest. For me anyway, I think fear fear. is actually the underlying thing behind a lot of what I call guilt or shame or low self-confidence or self-judgment. It's actually just like fear and anxiety about what's going to be the consequence of doing or not doing something like I even get you know guilt for having uh you know gone down a certain path where I think I should have actually done something differently with my life you know I'm like oh you know I'm messing up but that's just me being afraid of the future and like not knowing what's happening and not be having a you know a strong grip on it Um, story of my life well, yeah, I think welcome to anxiety. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Do you have anxiety? Because uh, I thought it, I think I do too. Hey. <laughs> anxiety, I have anxiety, like oh, ADHD. God. I'm. It's a mess. It's oh. it's a lot. Cool. So well, <laughs> do I give you a point? Um, yeah, I want to give you a point because, um, I think it's good that you want to search what the opposite is which will probably help hmm. you strive to achieve that opposite and therefore um contribute to your overall well-being so congratulations that's why i wanted to give you a point oh thanks okay i feel like um since we're having this kind of podcast i am all over the place and anyone listening is probably concerned for me i'm okay guys uh but i'm going to <laughs> ask you this question which keeps us on the topic you have searched indecisiveness anxiety depression oh my god so i yeah so at the minute i am really really struggling with indecisiveness like because i get it on a sort of really surface level like um you know just i never know what i want for dinner and it's you know it's all quite funny Mm. like oh you never know what you want for dinner rachel (laughs) like fine i can deal with that sort of thing but it's decisions like it just unravels quite quickly and gets out of control like um you know like coming back to london for instance i agonized over that decision and i mean for like the best part of a day and a night crying Mm. on and off being like oh if I go back to London too early like I should be spending time with my family because you know it's been months without them in the pandemic and you need to save these moments and oh my god you selfish cow that you want to go back to London to your own space you bitch you know and it just really (laughs) really Mm. unravels quite quickly and I found myself like doing this a lot at the moment like same like Rachel asked me to help in her cafe on Saturday but then mum was like oh we should go to grandma's on Saturday and I was like oh my god but I 
I said I'd help Rachel, but I should do that. But then I'm like, well, no, because your grandma's old and how many her days are numbered on this earth, so you should do that. And mm -hmm. I was like, fucking mm -hmm. hell. It just gets big and out of control. Um, but apparently it's quite a big, um, uh, I guess, a symptom or a, or a side effect of anxiety and depression. And I think I'm well, probably a long-term sufferer of both, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> but I guess maybe at Card the minute... Card-carrying member. Oh, yeah. So I've got, I've got like a life membership card to both those clubs. So. <laughs> Platinum, gold member. Um, it's a fun club. It's really cool. Um, but it's, I think at the minute, you know, it's all uncertain. It's pandemic, Australia plans part, I'm unemployed. Fuck my life, fuck my life, fuck my life. So I think both anxiety and the sadness are kind of perhaps heightened at the minute. And yes, yeah, mm. this bloody indecisiveness. Can't cope with it. It's doing my head in. I just can't. I'm like writing lists. Um, yeah. It's getting out of hand. I just never know what I want to do. And I always ask other people and they're like, do what you think you should do. And I'm like, well, that's the fucking problem. That's <laughs> exactly my problem. Exactly. I don't know. I want to like, do it all and I don't want to do any of it. Exactly. So I think a lot of the time I'm just like, do you know what? I'm not going to do anything today. Yes. I'm just going to pat my dog. So yeah, I came back to Wales because I clearly made the wrong decision by going back to London. So, yeah. uh, and then I got back to Wales and I was like, you shouldn't have come back to Wales because you've left Ian in London now, you bitch, you selfish cow. So this is this is where I'm at. Um, mm. He will survive. Oh, he will survive. I think he secretly quite likes his own space, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but I'm sad to report, not sad to report, but I didn't really find any uh, advice or anything on how to... Mm -hmm help with this indecisiveness so I guess I shall just carry on <laughs> being indecisive <laughs> mm. do you ever get that though indecisiveness oh, all the time that is my middle name mm -hmm. um, speaking though. of things you can do I don't know if this is a good recommendation but it kind of harkens back a few episodes ago when mm. I was saying oh I'm gonna make a five-year plan I've got to make a list I told you there was a spreadsheet that I was too anxious to actually fill in about oh, how yeah. to like because god I can't make a decision about what I want to do today or tomorrow mm. let alone make all these decisions for the next five years exactly. um but I told my therapist that I had started investigating oh that's a motorcycle outside oh, uh, uh, okay well maybe maybe the uh the uh mic the mic has picked it up anyway I told my therapist <laughs> I give up, Rachel. Okay. You're okay. You're going to have to edit this. Okay. It's okay. Just maybe have a sip of water and not coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. You're fine. I'm just winding you up. You it's like a live breakdown on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, would that pull in the listeners? <laughs> we'll do anything for a follow. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So, my therapist... So my therapist got the idea that I should actually try to make a list of all the things that I'm doing currently, things that I'm thinking about for the future, compare the two, see if there's gaps in like what I need to do to get that future or if there's things I can cut out that are not serving me to achieve that future, mm. all of which still sounds daunting. Yeah. Um, but I did my best. I made a color-coded spreadsheet and I Ooh, sent it clever. off to her before this podcast. Oh. Um, and I think it was kind of helpful because rather than having to make decisions on any of it, I just put all of the different options down, basically. And I was like, right, here's the options. And then I color coded it by saying, like, this option has to do with my interest in nature. And this one has to do with my love of music. And this one has to do with my friends in the UK and like Oof. looking at it all. Um so that she or someone else can kind of like objectively help me sort through it and say, okay, well, like, what's the priority of this one? Okay, oh. what's the priority of this one? Um, can you let that one kind of sit on the back burner for a while? Or can you cut this out? And for me, I'm like a hoarder of responsibilities and a hoarder yes, of like... Oh, I've noticed. You need stuff. to... Oof. You spread oh. yourself too thin way too thin I think that's also why I'm having like an on-air anxiety meltdown but it's because like I do I say yes to a lot of things yeah because instead of making a decision 
and saying, oh, actually, no, I will just say yes. And then all of a sudden I'm doing a bunch of different things that I feel like I can't cut out um, or I feel like I'm letting people down. Yeah. And it's primarily because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Like, I don't know what I'm actually trying to achieve. Uh, I sort of, or I over plan. And then I have like a lot of things I think I need to be doing to achieve a goal. Like switching to environmental conservation jobs. I have a huge list of stuff I could be doing. Then that becomes overwhelming. So I don't know. I would just, I guess all I'm saying is I recommend writing it down. And then, like, having a trained professional walk you through it. <laughs> yeah, I think the thing is, right, I feel really daft now about my indecisiveness because I feel like my indecisiveness unravels into big, it, it turns into a huge issue that is very draining, but about really silly decisions. But my, but your decisions that you're being indecisive about are bigger ones. So it's understandable that there's some turmoil there. So I don't know what I'm trying to say. They're only there, though. They're only there for me to, like, worry about because I've decided I need to worry about them. (laughs) Like, I could just be jamming on my life, you know, like it was a guitar string and be like, yeah, yeah, I've got a job, I've got a house, I've got a dog, everything's cool. But my anxiety, what's the next thing? What are you doing next? I hate that. Are you going to, like, die alone in the future with no money? Oh, you better figure some stuff out. Oh, yeah, I go, like, light years ahead. That's horrible. I think, I mean, I was the, I think before lockdown, obviously, not now, but um, when I did have a job and stuff and, you know, life was normal and we could do whatever the fuck we wanted, I would fill my diary. And I mean, like, chock-a-block. I'd do something, like, every yeah, night. Yeah, you would. Every night after work. But nothing at all... Um you know productive it wasn't about furthering my life or anything it it was literally like dinner with so-and-so go to a gig go to it and I think that was my coping mechanism of like I don't mm. know what the fuck I'm doing so I might as well make every day just really really cool and really distracting so that it's yeah it's weird and I think once you take that away yes, you don't have to realize or deal with yeah there's no plan because you're like where your life is going or not going <laughs> exactly because you just go to your nine to five job and that enables yeah. you to be able to do the stuff in the evening which is what's really important and that's fine London's cool amazing um so that's where I was but now the pandemic pandemic has happened and it's like don't have a job I thought I was going to Australia and now it's like what is my life about so maybe actually I am really worried about the big decisions in life mm-hmm. but I'm projecting that onto I don't know if I want a coffee or a tea and yeah it's turning into oh I could talk about this forever I think this is like a pre-therapy therapy session for you <laughs> yeah I'm already in therapy now I'm ready to dive in <laughs> I mean I am not a professional do not take any of my advice otherwise you'll end up but like... yeah I think you've cracked it Rach because I oh. feel like that is people with anxiety tend to focus in on small things mm. oh, as almost time. like the crutch that they're projecting their anxiety onto so and small things can be super paralyzing and then we feel guilty and weird and outcasted because we're so nervous about this one small thing and we're like we should be able to do this and everyone else can do this i can't choose between blue or pink (laughs) like you know i know yes but um anyway could talk about this right we could we could i'm gonna give you a point because i think first of all just us talking about anxiety and depression is very brave and we're dealing with a lot and point for you thank you very much god yeah look at us i feel like we're adulting in this episode (laughs) or just being like i don't know yeah basically we're having like group therapy on this episode so if it's not for you everyone that's listening i don't know well i like i don't know what is for you because i think we all have anxiety and depression right now (laughs) Good lord, don't we all? I know. Also, I I quite like the idea of therapy again. I'd yeah. quite like to give that a go. But um, waiting list is probably eight thousand months long now. So there we go. There is that. Well, um, you might as well get on it now, and then in eighteen thousand months, you can have therapy. <laughs> and by then, I will be like a decision-making machine who's already got their life in track, and I won't need it. Yeah. So there we go. Right. Excellent. Um. Oh, this is your final search. And I'm going to go in a completely different direction now because I didn't, I just don't know what you mean. So CIA energy hologram (laughs) documents 
Right, okay. What is this This about? one might might uh, require us to do a live Google sesh because I didn't get very far with this one, but I'm very oh, fascinated. Okay. So again, our friend TikTok informed me oh, I love it. that some documents were finally declassified from the CIA. And I think mm. it was a long time ago, actually. And they're like, people are just, as, as in it wasn't like yesterday. I think it was maybe even the 70s that it came out. But people Mm. have obviously, through the medium of TikTok, rediscovered a lot of stuff. So it became a bit more popular and people were talking about it. Um, Essentially, the CIA released this documentation about their studies on energy. And it kind of goes back to my first search. In fact, I think that's why I ended up searching Can You Be Reborn in the Past? Because the CIA was telling me that we're all just like energy balls. (laughs) And... That were essentially holograms because essentially like energy again I, I don't I have no idea how this physically works but like because we're all energy and because atoms and stuff and molecules are what makes up matter as we know it and those are just configurations and patterns that those patterns mm-hmm. had to have been basically programmed by something and that programming is then projecting like into this physical world i'm not really explaining this very well but essentially like we're a simulation (laughs) and the cia thinks so but i feel like it actually is probably quite different than that if you read all of the documentation but that is what people on tiktok anyway and from my very light google searching are trying to say is that it's like supporting simulation theory that the it, it it couldn't be random that these atoms and molecules all smashed together and made wood and human flesh and microplastics. I know we create some of those things, but like, you know what I mean? That there was like there has to be some kind of order or pattern, and it's everything's made of energy, and it's just it could be basically a hologram. Um, <laughs> here let me pull up um, let's do a live google because uh, i feel like my explanation isn't doing this justice cia well it's not that it's just it's a lot i think maybe i quite liked the googles you know that we had uh, a few weeks ago where it was like funny puppies or things like that those these googles are very heavy and we're in and a very, weird time man it's <laughs> it was quite existential yeah. isn't it and i think oh i i just honestly looking at our googles this week i was like we've had a, we've had a tough week the pair of us haven't we just having a bit of a, a bit of a wobble <laughs> having a bit of a wobble maybe right okay this is from 2020 is a wobble. Uh, 2020 is a fucking wobble it can do one it is. All right, this is from a it's very reputable trouble. source that I've never heard of before called uh, HITC.com. Uh, so take that for what you will. Uh, but according to the CIA documents, uh, the world that we live in is an energy, energy hologram simulation and astral projection. It states, and these are now quotes, energy creates, stores, and retrieves meaning in the universe by projecting or expanding at certain frequencies in a three-dimensional mode that creates a living pattern called hologram. Holograms are capable of encoding so much detail that, for example, it is possible to make a holographic projection of a glass of swamp water and view it under magnification to see small organisms not visible to the naked eye when the glass of water itself is examined. Therefore, you can't prove we're not a hologram. <laughs> um, I'm not mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. I think you're, you're way more spiritual than me, and I think you, you love these sorts of things. I'm going to say just no. <laughs> But the CIA said it. Yeah, but the CIA is also government linked, right? Uh, I'm not sure. Well, I think they're independent from the government because they're like the ones that look into whether the government's fucked up. And they would have been the ones like looking into aliens and stuff. Oh, hang on. Talk to me in terms of um, 
uh, of the X-Files. So is the CIA Scully and David Duchovny's character? I think so, yeah. The Central Wait, Intelligence no, the Agency is a civilian foreign intelligence service oh, okay. of the federal right, government. So if... But <sighs> they take and gather, process, and, and analyze national security information. Uh, right, okay. Right, in that case... Um probably is all true that's what i'm saying and the cia uncovered in like a ufo and then they found out that we were just a projection oh my god we're actually living in the x-files that's what i decided you know what i'm saying like i don't think this document these documentations are meant to say that we're living in like a spiritual astral plane i think it's mostly trying to say that physically you can't prove that we're not a computer simulation because we act the same way mathematically as a computer simulation. Oh, it's a lot, isn't yeah. it? It's a lot. Um, right. <laughs> Do you know what? <laughs> I am not going to give you a That's point. That's absolutely right? fine. <laughs> and I'll, but hear me out. Okay, this is yeah. why. So I, I'm hearing that, you know, you're quite stressed at the minute. You're thinking about guilt, about not, you know, blah, blah, blah anxiety. You don't need to add this burden onto yourself. You don't need to be thinking about whether you're a hologram or whether I'm a hologram or whether Draco is a hologram. I reckon this is using up some very, very important space in your brain right now. So for that reason, I'm, te- I'm telling you off. This is me telling right, you off enough. and telling you to stay clear. Just watch the X-Files. It's the same sort of thing, but they... The actors do it for you. It's all pre-written. Yeah. It's great. Fair so, enough. No point, Chloe. No worries. You need to use your googling to um, to relax your mind. Right. Google um, seascapes or something. <laughs> Chill. We've already established I don't like the sea. Oh yeah, true. Sorry. Fuck. Google forests. Okay, thank you. And leaves. I'll do that. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> oh dear. What what a, a strange turn this podcast has taken. Okay. Has, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm looking at the last one I chose for you and I don't oh think God, we're getting any more cheerful. <laughs> right. Oh, God. You, <laughs> you Googled, am I regressing? <laughs> <laughs> I told you it was a tough week, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right, am I regressing? Yeah, so I Googled that. Um, because I was just like, why do I feel the need to like run back to my mum and dad's in Wales yeah. and like sit at home in Wales for a bit longer and like play with my dog and shit like that? I was like, something deeper is going on here. So, I mean, I googled it. Am I regressing? And I just wanted to, to be honest on this occasion, Google just a simple, no, you're doing fine, carry on. Yeah here's a link to some talking therapy or something if you feel you need it. That would have been enough. That's great. But instead what I got oh, no. was, it was quite deep. Um, so one, it's like a Freudian thing apparently. And Freud argues that regressing is the phenomenon of like going backwards in time to a certain age mentally, mm. but not physically, just mentally. But you do it as a defense mechanism because you're extremely stressed or, you know, a bit out of sorts in your life. So you regress back to a time where you just felt a little bit safer and a bit more secure. So I read that and I was like, oh, God, I am regressing. Because <laughs> <laughs> the last time I was like living long term in this house, I was probably... I think the last time I stayed for any length of time was after I'd just finished my degree and I had like a few months before I moved to London and I just had a summer of absolute fuck all responsibility mm. and it was marvellous. Like, it's just great. It was bloody marvellous. So I think that's what I'm doing. Um, but then the other thing I read as well was that it can be handy, but I mean, I don't think this is what I'm doing. But apparently it's used in therapy a lot. So people, well, not a lot, it's quite controversial, but your therapist can hypnotise you and get you to go back to a certain point in time in order to kind of recall um, sort of painful memories Mm. or something that's happened to you 
and then it will allow you to you know face them head on and then fix them but there's, it's risky because by doing that apparently it raises the um problem of recalling false memories yeah i was just gonna say um, <clears throat> yeah you just create stuff yeah. and you think something happened when it actually didn't but i mean this isn't what i'm doing no. i think i'm more with i'm more with freud here if anything um so am i regressing short answer yeah is that okay i don't think you are though for now no mm-hmm. i would i don't think you are because i think regressing is um, is truly going back to like acting and thinking the way you did as a younger person and yeah it, what you're doing as far as i can say from the outside is like enjoying the home comforts maybe mothering your inner child a bit by allowing yourself to go back Mm. home and be mothered by someone else you're like letting the responsibility fall on somebody else to like cook you tea and stuff you know what I mean because you're looking at yourself (laughs) and going I'm fucking stressed and I miss my family I just want to be somewhere I feel comfortable and where I feel like I'm with family like I think that's very normal given the circumstances happening right now and the amount of stress it would be under in those circumstances I think regression's a lot more like, like clinic, like clinical regression. If you were to like diagnose somebody, would be a lot more like really acting like a baby, like oh I can't do that for myself anymore, like um, yeah, yeah, going back to old habits and things that you might have done that you haven't done for like twenty years and stuff like that. So I don't think that's you. I think you just want the home comfort and like someone to kind of. Yeah, take some of the burden off of your shoulders for you, which I think is a lovely thing. Yeah. Oh, well, that's very nice of you. Thank you. I like that because, yeah, because I'm not doing it like cause I, I read deeper into it. And I think, um, you know, a lot of the behavioral things like one of the common ones that people do when they do do it properly is like going back to sucking your thumb yeah. and stuff and doing really childish um, you know, physical things. But I mean, I'm not doing any of that. Although I am, you know, I'm in my playpen as we speak. Dialing in, dialing in from my playpen. <laughs> I'm not sucking my thumb, but I am wearing a diaper, and I have put myself in a playpen. <laughs> in my diaper. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I mean, yeah. I mean, on the other side, you've got fetishists, right? Who like to, yeah. um, you know, be treated like a baby and oh, that's gross. Anyway, this is not what's going on here. No. I think you're right. I just, I think I just wanted my dog and my parents and I don't know, just whales for a bit longer because I think after not coming back for four and a half months or something uh, during lockdown. Also, me and my mate were talking about this. Because she was, I think I told this, I think I spoke to you the other day about this, actually. But, um, so I found it so hard to leave um, when I came back for Lon- to London for um, approximately two days before doing a UPN <laughs> and coming back. Um, but yeah, I was like crying and I was like, like really upset. And my mate was like, oh my God, I was exactly the same. Like she drove herself back to uh, London from her parents' house and was like weeping the whole way. And I was like, what is wrong with us? Like, we never do this. We never, like, usually it's like, yay, London, thank God for that. Like, back to reality, back to the big smoke. Mm. Um, And I think it's because the last time we left home and our family, we were, like, in imposed lockdown after that. And it was like, you can't go back home until we say it's safe. And there was all this uncertainty. So it's almost like some weird, like small level ptsd where it's yeah. like i don't want to leave home because when will i be able to return but the reality of it is whenever whenever we want and the train is really easy but yeah it's really weird yeah weird. i mean i think it's i think it's definitely to do with that on some level at mm. least and i think also the fact that we are in a pandemic and we our parents are at a, at a higher risk than ourselves even and it's like, yeah. oh, God, like, what if my parents got sick and I can't go home? Ugh. And even if they even if I was home, I can't go to the hospital with them. Like, you know, yeah. it's very traumatic what what the possibility is right now in the world and what pe- what's actually going on like around us. So, 
I think the instinct to go back to your like clan or your pack or your like family is really strong in situations Mm. like this and I think doubly because your family lives somewhere that's not like densely populated like London and you can just yeah, drive and go to like Wormshead Gower. You know? <laughs> there's yeah, yeah. like oh, well remembered. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's this like <laughs> there's an extra desire to just go and be with them and go do that. I think. And then like London, mm. you know, we you and I were talking about this last weekend. Like, there's nothing here if you're not working. Yeah. <laughs> you can't go out and do stuff. Yeah, um, exactly. You're at a higher risk yeah. walking around because there's like however many millions of people that live in London. So yeah, it's like yeah. eight million now, isn't it? It's like yeah, yeah. I think it's just very, very natural to want to go do that, and I think you're totally fine. That's totally true. normal. I support you. Bring me some Welsh cakes if and when you come back to London. Yes, it's all gravy. Absolutely. Oh no, I'm coming back. The thing <laughs> is right, and I know because I already, I'm already feeling the pull from London now. Like I'm already excited to go oh, back good. now. Um, I think it's just like I felt prematurely Mm -hmm. ripped from Wales because I was like I don't know like everybody around me because let's face it not many people in London are actually Londoners are they right they're living in London but they've got like family or a home or something elsewhere so in lockdown like I don't know my mate who's Scottish went back to Scotland for like two and a half months Mm -hmm. something like that um another mate went back to Devon and didn't come back (laughs) um so I was like, oh, I want an extended stay like yeah. that. Um, and then, yeah, I was here for like two weeks, two and a half. And I was like, no, nah, that's not an extended stay. That's not long mm-hmm. enough. So I've come here to complete my extended stay. Um, and then I will feel good and reinvigorated and ready for London. Because I do fucking love that city. It's the best city in the world, I yeah. think. And like- I love it. The depressing Google that we didn't go into this week that I looked up was, <laughs> how when is the pandemic okay. over? <laughs> oh yeah, I, um, I, I was like, do I ask that? But and I again. bring it up only to say that the the uh, the prognosis was not great. It was like you guys are going to be dealing with some form of intermittent social distancing, weirdness, closures, temporary lockdowns for like minimum five years. And I was like, oh cool. Oh. <laughs> So I, not joking, because they were basically like vaccines will last six months and you can get it again at a minimum right now. They don't think they'll be able to get it better than that because they think it will be like a flu vaccine where you have to get it like every year. Um, Unlike a polio vaccine where it lasts for a couple decades. So I was like, oh, cool. So Sweet. glad I didn't mm, ask that. But I think the reason I bring that up is just to say that, like, I think what we perceive as holding it together and having a life and, you know, in a city specifically and not going home a lot and not moving around different places, that, like, reality we have for ourselves as adults is, like, going to be changed because we're all going to yeah. be in a pandemic for the next five to ten years. So, you know, I say take the time. I say reinvent yourself and take five years to do it because God knows what the fuck's happening uh, with COVID. So, yeah. Well, I was feeling better, but now... You should be feeling better (laughs) because what I'm saying is, like, you're doing the right thing by following your heart and, like, being with the people that you need to be with right now and doing the things you need to do. Just now, Because, like... That we don't have to hold ourselves to this ideal that we have, that you have this nine to five and you have your own apartment and you like, you know, have the 2.5 kids and the picket fence and stuff. You know what I mean? Because that's not the reality we live in anymore. Absolutely not. What a, what a time, what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. 2020. (laughs) Love it. 2020, the biggest wobble. Oh boy. You do not get a point for this because- You're not regressing, and Thank you. you said you were, and that's ju- just no. <laughs> just no. I get a just no. Of course, we've both given each other a just no, and yeah. predictably, we've ended up on a tie again. Yay! Yay! Man, how the hell are we going to recap this and put this out to the general public? I have no hmm. idea. I'm going to have Mama. some serious editing to do. <laughs> 
<laughs> but it's all good because I'm at home oh, and I'm not regressing. Oh, and lovely. Good. And my dog and life and yay. So great. Yay. Well, I tell you what, have you finished your coffee? No, I left most of it un- unsipped by good. my feet. Leave mm-hmm. it. Don't have any more coffee. Go mm-hmm. to your therapy session. Rule yeah. the world. Okay. And I'll speak with you tomorrow. I'll check in. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks, bye.